Hey guys, it's Naylor. If you wanted another way to show your support for the LCR Media Podcast, I put together some merch just for the LCR Media Podcast. It's exclusive hoodies, stickers, and some other merchandise that you can check out in the show notes. You can also go on the YouTube channel at LCR and see the visuals underneath any video that you play. You can see exactly what this merchandise looks like. So go ahead and check that out if you want us to show support for the show. I definitely appreciate you listening, leaving those five-star rating reviews, and additionally, maybe picking up some gear. Thanks, guys. Here we go. Thanks for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR, Naylor Taliaferro. And on today's IBG episode, I dive in a little bit of my experience one year with one particular client uh, that I almost lost right after I got them because I was growing a little bit too fast uh, that that season. And this is not something that you can ever really uh, fully say that you... Um, have 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 it figured out. You know, it, it's something that's always evolving. There's always going to be different types and different levels of growing pains as you level up your business or as you grow or um or as you shrink. I mean, you know, th- it's just one of those things. And one of the pros and cons, I guess, of being an entrepreneur, being a business owner, you can do whatever you want to do. And if you if you want to grow, you can grow. If you want to um reduce, uh, if you want to shrink, you can shrink. You know, you can um uh, do all kinds of variations of that all in between. And but the bottom line is you live and learn. There's a lot of mistakes and, and lessons to, to be had and to learn. But at the same time, there's a lot of a lot of wins out, out of that, a lot, a lot of uh, strengths and, and um, you know, growth opportunities. And uh, basically what happened for me was at the time, this is a couple of years ago, at the time I was trying to expand into a, a new neighborhood that I've avoided for years mainly because uh, I didn't have the setup or the desire or the knowledge to really kind of get involved in leaf cleanups and leaf removal. I really stayed away from that. If you have followed along my stories at all on any social media platform, YouTube, Instagram, uh, and if you've been listening to the podcast, one of my first few episodes, uh, I told my story, my nightmare leaf removal nightmare story. And it's just one of those things where I was really turned off by by it early on, you know, starting off uh, in, the, in the lawn care business and and not knowing a whole lot of uh, anything, really, just mowing lawns and stuff like that as a homeowner and trying to turn that into a professional um, business. There's obviously a lot of learning that still needed to be done. And the, the, the issue, you know, with leaves is that there's just so many different shapes and sizes, so many different types of properties, customer, like nothing is ever the same, different types of trees, which means different types of leaves. And there's just so many variables involved in leaf removal. It definitely takes some, some mentorship, you know, like knowing someone that, that has, has the years of experience to know. Um, or just have putting the years of under your belt yourself. But, but ultimately, there is no like, let me just redo some research and learn this, you know, about like how to handle all the different types of leaf removal and cleanup situations. It's just not it's just not a thing. It's something you really have to kind of figure out on your own with time. 
that's er, anyone, everyone that's, that's been big in leaf removal and cleanup, uh, or that it is big in that, in that area, meaning they handle a lot of it. Um, they got all the equipment set up and everything. They, they've been there, done that. They've been around the way and they've learned how to conquer these services, you know, the, the right way, the best way, the most efficient, profitable way for them. Obviously, it's not necessarily going to work for everyone, but they have a good general idea where you can learn a lot from them. Uh, and so starting out, you just don't have that. And I didn't have any mentors that, that had that experience to help me. So it, it was a struggle early on. And I had some some pretty tragic experiences with leaf removal. Like I said, I, I go into great detail about one specific incident, incidents, uh, my, my nightmare story. Um, on, on the podcast, uh, one of the, I don't remember if it was like episode three or four or something like that. So early on, you can go back and, and check that out to get the full story. But the, the, this particular neighborhood that, uh, that this new client that I almost lost, um, was in, was in a neighborhood that I avoided because of leaves. There's an older neighborhood, you know, not too far from all of the neighborhoods that I'm, that I'm normally in the homeowner association, the HOAs where I've become extremely route dense in, where we, we literally spend 95% of our time um, in these three HOAs. And then we have a couple of, you know, areas kind of surrounding those HOAs, one of which is this neighborhood that's an older neighborhood. The yards are more spread out. So even though they're all in the same general area, there's a lot of driving back and forth to and from. Unfortunately, none of them are like, oh, here's two right here. We can stop and knock them out. It's like, no, here's one. Load everything back up, drive, you know, several blocks down, five, six minutes later, boom, we're at another house. You know, some are larger, some are smaller and so on, but they are, they're always, they're all surrounded by tons and tons of trees, woods, you know, creeks and water sources everywhere. I mean, so it's just, it's just one of those nice, pretty, but older neighborhoods that has a ton of year round work. You know, there's anytime there's a storm, wind, rain, whatever, there's branches and trees falling down or trees that need to be taken down, small, big, um, leaves, obviously all through the fall and the winter, um, as well as the actual lawn maintenance aspect, the mowing, the fertilization, the aerating and seeding, tons of mulch beds. A lot of people keep them more natural, but a lot of people don't. They want to keep the bushes maintained and keep the mulch fresh and cleaned up. So it just gives you a lot more year-round work. So with a growth mindset that I have always had since day one, I wanted to grow into, uh, you know, I saw the opportunity of how I could have more year-round work to keep my my part-time employees and eventually full-time employees uh, working uh, year-round versus just when grass stops growing, you're just done and you have no more work um, to to be to be done. So I saw more opportunities there in that neighborhood, and I decided to kind of do some more learning and conquer my fears and frustrations with leaf removal and see what I could do to shorten the learning curve as much as possible. Since you know it had been many, many, many years uh, that I had been doing this business, avoiding leaves, but I've seen and, and heard and learned a lot from my peers and mentors in the industry locally and through social media. I actually created a, a playlist on YouTube about different leaf removal um, uh, setups and cleanup setups so I could learn a little bit and see what maybe would work best for my business and, and how I could incorporate different things to have the ideal setup for me and my properties and my business, you know, so I acquired some new equipment uh, and different things like that. 
Um, so I was able to tackle these properties. So that's what I started doing. And uh, I got a couple of them. And one of them was this client that had just moved in from from a different part of the state, moved from Virginia Beach, and I'm in Central Virginia, the Richmond, Virginia area, uh, Midlothian to be specific, if you're familiar with that. But so they used to live in Virginia Beach, and they were used to having, you know, like one guy, you know, like the the, the typical solo um, entrepreneur, right? Um, just taking care of his, his property down in Virginia Beach, did, did everything, you know, anything and everything that they wanted to be done, they, they did it. They didn't have to worry about it. Uh, it was a one-stop shop. So when they moved here, they're looking for the same thing. And they found me, you know, on online doing research, Googling or whatever. And, and they found me that way. Um, and or actually, uh, I'm sorry, they, they did the research that way, but they actually found me because whatever their Facebook, you know, group or something in that general area, the neighborhood that they're in has some sort of forum. It might have been Facebook. I'm not 100% sure, but somebody recommended me in that neighborhood. And it was probably one of the couple of customers that I had just uh, acquired like recently, either the year before or or that year. I think it was like kind of like the middle of the season, like late spring that they moved in. So we had already been moving, mowing lawns and, and, and already, you know, back in business from a lawn care perspective. Uh, and, and so anyway, so he found me that, that way and contacted me and said, he wanted all these things done. He wanted all, you know, the, it was a new property for him. So he wanted to get it all cleaned up. You know, there's all kinds of stuff going on there. Bushes need to be trimmed, mulch beds everywhere needed to be cleaned up and freshened up with, with new mulch and, he wanted the yard to be aerated and seeded, even though I told him, you know, it's spring, it's not the best. Um, he was maybe more used to Virginia Beach where they put, you know, more southern, uh, like um, warm season grass that they do more further south, down south. And you can kind of get away with that a little bit more down by the beach. And, you know, so you do that stuff in the spring. But, you know, normally around here in central Virginia, we have tall fescue is our normal blend of grass seed that is recommended by the state of Virginia. So we do that in the fall to get the best results for it to grow and strengthen before you get to next summer and the grass is a little more mature and it doesn't dry up and get fried by the by the sun and the and the, the droughts that we normally have and heat stress. So I told him all that that we're taking chances in the spring and but he didn't carry because you know the lawn was awful. I get it. He wanted to get everything nice. So I'm just saying all this because it was just building up all of this workload for one property. And at the same time, I was acquiring a few extra properties in neighborhoods that we were already in. And in addition to all that, I was hiring part-time employees. So I was struggling to find part-time employees. Um, The previous year, I had had a a relatively easy time finding two really good part-time employees that, that I knew were temporary and they only wanted a summer job, but I figured it was a good entry into having employees, you know, and going through the whole, you know, payroll and uh, payroll taxes and using QuickBooks and direct deposit and printing checks and really kind of getting all of that uh, under my belt and figuring out a good system for that. And I didn't, I didn't have any work over the winter anyway at that point. So I didn't know how I was going to keep them employed anyway. So I kind of was happy and targeted that, you know, hire them because they were not going to be working past, uh, you know, the end of the season there. So I had to start over again and start the hiring process that following spring, which was the spring that is the story I'm telling you with I acquired this new client. So I was trying to find part-time employees, 
the season was starting. I was struggling to get, keep up with all of the work that I had from the previous year, you know, all the weekly clients and then acquiring some new ones because I want to grow. Right. Um, but at the same time, I was struggling to find part time employees. So I was doing both at the same time, which I, in hindsight, you shouldn't do both. You should grow your business um, with adding new clients or grow with your staffing, employees, you know, things like that, maybe equipment, changing that, some of that kind of stuff. But doing both is definitely overwhelming. Uh, and, and I learned that the hard way. So here I was trying to grow my business, acquire new accounts, um, to kind of get into a newer neighborhood that I've been avoiding for a while uh, because of all the leaf maintenance required in the fall that now I want to take on so that I have more work uh, through throughout the entire season for my part-time employees that I had not yet even found. Uh, so I was trying to go through that as well and struggling to find the part-time employees while still trying to get the work done. So it was an extremely stressful, growing pain growth point for me and I had to do a lot of reflecting and I was working a lot of ridiculous sun up to sundown hours. I was really stressed out, uh, trying, trying not to take it out on my family, but you know, they could see how stressed out I was. And I was definitely a little bit on edge and, you know, um, you know, not, not as, uh, patient as I normally am and as I would like to be. Uh, so, you know, definitely was a stressful time. But in addition to that, I took on all this stuff for this new client because, you know, I, I saw all the opportunities with all the additional work and, you know, weekly uh, mowing and fertilization and weed control throughout the season and, and everything else that came along with it. Um, and they were referred to me by an, someone else in that neighborhood. So I wanted to, you know, continue my reputation with that and make sure that I took care of everybody. But the problem was everything that I just said, I was really struggling to keep up. And all of the things that needed to be done on his property were not things that I could easily do by myself in a short amount of time. So my whole days were being consumed with just mowing lawns, trying to get pre-emergent um, down and, you know, all like the regular maintenance things that I've been doing for, for the last few years. And then I had to try and squeeze in cleaning up the mulch beds, uh, you know, this, this property's mulch beds, getting all the junk and all the sticks and everything out and all the debris and getting it all cleaned up and prepping the edges just to then go ahead and put down 30 plus yards of mulch. Yes, that's correct. 30 plus yards of mulch. It was the most amount of mulch I had ever even fathomed doing for a residential home by myself let alone with a crew or anything of, of a sort. So the most I've ever done is 20 yards before. And I've made YouTube videos about that where I've rented a, a dingo to help me, you know, scoop and dump piles and spread it out all over the up, the uphill portions of a, of that property at the time that I don't have anymore because they moved and sold their house. Um, but you know, I utilized the dingo to do most of the work and then I wheelbarrowed the downhills after I returned the the dingo, you know, at the end of the day, but it saved a lot of uh, labor and everything at the time because there weren't a lot of the things that exist now, like Cartmate, for example. Um, you know, go ahead and check that out, mulchmateusa.com or check the link in the in the profile uh, of the show, uh, the show notes. Uh, there's a link there for um, all these different discounts that code LCR will give you for Cartmate, Mulchmate, Truckmate, all the different things now that have come out for mulch to help uh, save your back and save the labor, you know, quick little promo shout out there for that. But 
there that didn't exist. So I was at the time, you know, many years ago. So I was using a dingo and things like that. But that was just for 20 yards. So this was 30 plus yards. And I, I wasn't really feeling the whole dingo rental again. And I was just hoping that I could find some employees so that we can maybe squeeze it in one, one Friday or Saturday and just knock it out. But again, time was ticking on. And I was, you know, little by little doing the different things. I, you know, I was able to, um, I didn't have to put any pre-immersion or anything down because I, they really wanted me to aerate and seed. So I was able to get that done. Obviously, you can't put pre-immersion down if you're putting seed down because then the seed won't, ger- the grass seed won't germinate. So I did that. I got a, uh, um, you know, got that all complete in a timely manner, which was fortunate because then I was able to kind of not have to worry about squeezing in the mowing for that yard because of the waiting for the grass to grow, the new seed to grow, as well as I didn't want to trample all over it with mulch. So I was kind of using some of these as some excuses to put this project off until hopefully I was able to find the proper staffing to get it done. Uh, but, but, I was still struggling to find employees and trying to get all of the yards mowed. And it came a point where we just kind of passed, you know, like, hey, the grass is growing in now. You know, it's ready to be cut. And, you know, are you going to put the mulch down now? And, you know, I just kind of kept stalling and coming up with different reasons and excuses. And it it was just it was just kind of getting out of hand. And I was really kind of falling on tripping and stumbling and almost falling flat on my face with how I was handling this, this new client. And it was really stressing me out. And the, the final, the final straw was, I mean, I, I did eventually start to find some part-time employees, but I was still, you know, I had to train them and it was still a struggle and we weren't able to just bang out this mulch job. Um, and, my schedule for mowing was getting harder and harder to get done. You know, it was getting, it still wasn't, um, the time zone hadn't changed. It still wasn't getting dark, um, that late yet. So it was getting dark at like six or something like that, or between six and seven at night instead of like eight or nine or whatever. So it was really a struggle to get some of these yards all done in the day. And I remember there's one specific day where, you know, and, and he's also one of those customers that, really wants and has high expectations, wants everything to be a certain way. I totally get that, totally understand that and appreciate that. And, you know, you're paying for a service. That's what you should expect. Uh, But he was definitely the one that would call you, text you, email you. Where are you? When are you coming? I need to know all this kind of stuff, you know, and and I could just tell that he was getting agitated. And I, I was starting to get agitated by the amount of micromanaging that he was doing to me. But again, it was, you know, in all fairness, because I was kind of, you know, not fulfilling my end of the bargain. You know, I kept having, having to reschedule this and reschedule that. And it was just taking me forever to get all these things done. I mean, the one saving grace was that I was able to aerate and seed. Uh, well, one, we fir- first cleaned out all the mulch beds um, and then I was able to aerate and seed and get all that stuff done. But then after that, it was really a struggle for me getting anything else done, including mowing the lawn after all the grass finally grew up and it was getting all overgrown and everything. And he's texting me like, hey, you know, the grass is getting really long. I, you really need to get here, you know, type deal. And I'm like, I, I will, I will. And like literally the day that we were scheduled uh, to be there, 
you know, I should have prioritized and switched the route and have put him in the, in the, in the beginning of the day, you know, in the morning, but for whatever reason, I just kept it, you know, where that neighborhood was the end of the day for some reason, uh, instead of switching it to prioritize him because of the, because of the scenario that I was just given and how everything was happening and it was taking me forever to do all the different things for him. Um, I, I should have switched it, but I didn't. So here it was getting dark and I'm, you know, I'm like rushing to get to that, t- to his yard. And, you know, he's texting me, Hey, you know, it, it's, it's almost dark. You know, when, 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 when are you going to, or are you, are you coming today or something like that? And this is maybe a little bit before dark and I'm like, yep, we're on our way. We're going to be there. And then I texted him like, as we were on our way or as I was on my way, I'm sorry. And cause I was by myself at that time and uh, still uh, off and on. And I was like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on my way, you know, I'll be there. And, and he texted me, it's, it's almost dark just forget it. I don't think my neighbors are going to appreciate you coming this late. But mind you, you know, it was only like what between six and seven o'clock. It's not that late, but I get it. But I mean, there's plenty of us that are out here till dark trying to get, get after it. I mean, the noise ordinance for us is like 10 PM. So not that you want to be mowing lawns, you know, that late, but I mean, six, seven o'clock, it's really not that late, but I get it. He was upset. He was frustrated. And, you know, he, he, he just wanted to voice his opinion there. And I was literally like two or three minutes away from his house, which was kind of out of the way from anywhere else that I would have been if I didn't go there. So I'm like, no, I am, you know, I read that text and I'm like, no, I'm going to continue going there and we're going to take care of this. Like, cause I was so done and fed up and frustrated with the situation that I put myself in and also kind of with his attitude. And I'm like, okay, we need to deal with this, you know? And then I texted him in response, well, I'm coming there anyway. We need to talk. And that's, that's how I, that's how I left it. So, uh, let me take a short break and then I will continue what happened when I got to his house. Hey guys, it's Naylor. Has there ever been a guest that you were listening to on a podcast that you wanted to ask a question that just wasn't asked? Well, now's your opportunity. Send me an email at lawncarerookie at gmail.com. Tell me who you want me to interview, what question you want to ask them. And for that matter, if there's any questions you have for me that you want me to answer, and I may give you a call and answer the questions live on the air. Hey guys, it's LCR. Most of you know that I love me some sunglasses, right? I've been trying these Toro Eyewear Polarized Sunglasses this winter. Polarized sunglasses get rid of glare from driveways, vehicles, water, snow, and anywhere there's normally blinding glare. This is amplified over the winter seasons while we're outside working. I'm no scientist, but you guys know what I'm talking about. The sun is always more blinding in the winter. Anyway, normally polarized sunglasses bother me, but not these. So if you want to give them a try and save 15%, use code LONCAREROOKIE by clicking the link in the show notes or going directly to their website, toroeyewear.com. Now that's Toro spelled T-O-R-O-E, eyewear. Not like Toro the Mowing Company. It's Toro Eyewear. Again, that's T-O-R-O-E, eyewear.com. So go ahead and check that out. Oh, and did I mention there's a lifetime replacement warranty? If you lose them or they get stolen, they replace them for real. So go ahead on their website and check it out. Again, that's toroeyewear.com. T-O-R-O-E eyewear.com. And now the LCR Media Podcast continues. So when I got there, 
I, he answered the door. He was very nice, you know, like, Hey, how, how's it going? Come on in, come on in, you know, and I'm, I'm over here trying to like keep myself calm and, you know, I had a whole plan of what, you know, what I was going to say, how I was going to say it, you know, and, and basically, you know, I, I just started by saying, I, I just, I, you know, I understand it's, it's, it's dark and everything else. Uh, but I, I feel like, you know, I just, I still wanted to talk to you cause I just feel like there's, there's a misunderstanding here. Um, we're getting off on the wrong foot and, you know, he agreed and said, yeah, I, I, I think so too, you know, and, and he just started telling me, um, that, you know, that to be honest, he's like, I, I'm getting a bad, uh, f- feeling about all this, you know, I, I'm just not feeling very good about this whole situation because it's just, it's just taking you forever to get stuff done. And, and, um, you know, you, you know, you say this, you say that, and it's just, you know, I'm, I'm used to, you know, I had one guy that did everything that I needed him to do when I needed him to do it. And I never had any problems. And it's just, you know, it just seems like one problem after another, uh, with you. And, and, and I just really don't feel, um, confident, you know, about this, about this relationship. And, you know, I said, I apologize. And I, I said, I understand. And it's just, it's a really rough time for me right now. This is not normally how things go for me and my business, but I'm just having a really hard time trying to find the right staffing while still growing at the same time. Um, and so on and so forth. And, you know, I don't remember all the exact um, specifics of the conversation, but that was the basic gist. And eventually he was like, I understand that. And, you know, and, and he, he, I forgot what business he works, he is in, um, but he's in management or an executive position. So he understands the staffing and was saying, you know, how hard it is for them sometimes to find the right s- staffing. And um, I, I think they employ like housekeepers or something like that, or, um, you know, cleaning different facilities and whatnot. And, you know, he said that they've been having a hard time getting that staffed and that they offer all these things to try and get people to work for them, all these benefits and vacation time and health benefits and paying them all this, these higher wages. And it's still like super hard to, to get the right people. Uh, so, you know, we, we started to kind of, I, I started to kind of soften that, the whole, you know, friction that we had between us with, I guess, some sort of common ground. And, you know, I I had, I've never been the one to want to air my dirty laundry, you know, with any customers, you know, or clients, because I feel like that's unprofessional. And, you know, they might even think that I'm like, you know, not a reliable company or like, oh, geez, you know, they're going through, he's got all this drama. Like, is he going to even be able to take care of my property? Maybe I'll find some other company that doesn't have all these issues or whatever. But meanwhile, most of us, right, are dealing with these kind of things at all different levels. I mean, if we're solo, then we don't have to deal with employee issues, but we still have other things that might come up in our personal lives or equipment breakdowns or the weather or whatever. You know, we just took on too much work and we're running around, you know, like a chicken with a head cut off. Like we're all dealing with various levels of this kind of stuff. So it's more just a perception of anything else, you know, that, that people might think, oh, another company, one company is, has it together more than the other. That might be the case, you know, with scheduling, organization, emailing, being good with communication. That might be the case, but ultimately the same or similar problems probably still exist. It's just about how they're perceived so that I never really wanted to be that person that was airing my dirty laundry and kind of being the victim and and looking for, you know, uh, sympathy, I guess, you know, from my 
my clients, you know, like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm so tired. I'm so busy. And, you know, this person called out or this, you know, mower broke down or, you know, whatever craziness thing happened in my life. And, you know, while those might be legitimate reasons why I couldn't do this or that, or couldn't get to their property on time, or, you know, had to reschedule whatever, you know, unless it's weather related, there's really no point in, you know, communicating, in my opinion, communicating that kind of stuff, unless it's something, you know, super urgent, like, you know, many years ago, my father-in-law died and it's like, you know, we're going to his funeral and it's like in the middle of the week, you know, so we're not going to be mowing lawns that day, you know, like it's just kind of one of those things. And uh, I could have easily, or actually we were going to be gone for the whole week because he lived in New York and in New York state and we're in Virginia. So we had to travel. So we were going to be gone for the whole week so that we could get up there, be ready for the funeral, go to the funeral and then come back down. So it was just kind of like a whole week thing. Cause there's, there's the, you know, uh, it's not just a funeral, but there's, there's the, the viewing, you know, before that and all that. So it ended up just being a week long thing to travel up there and back. So, I mean, I wasn't going to be taking care of any properties at all that week. And I was still solo and, and there was just no hope for other, other than just to tell people that I'm going to have to skip your lawn for a week. And I apologize, you know, um, it, it, it is what it is. You know, hopefully you guys don't cancel on me and I'll get to it, you know, next week and make everything look great. If I have to triple cut everything, I will, whatever. I won't charge anything additional and so on. But uh, you know, that, that, that's kind of like extenuating circumstances. Obviously I wanted to explain to people why I was going to be skipping their yard for a week, you know, so that would hopefully be acceptable to them. And, you know, the only, uh, most people didn't respond, but the people that did respond to the email were like, Oh, you know, I'm so sorry to hear, don't worry about me. You know, our grass will still be here next week. You know, that's more important. Take care of your family. You know, it's no big deal type thing. So Everyone was very understanding, but aside from those kind of one-off, you know, extreme circumstances, I don't think it's professional to, to just air your dirty laundry, you know, to, to, to your, customers and clients and whatnot. So anyway, I, I, I typically don't do that. So I didn't do that beforehand with this gentleman either, but because I was standing in his house and I was fed up and he was fed up, I just decided to kind of pour my heart out a little bit to him and just let him know what I'm going through, what I'm trying to achieve and all that kind of stuff. And it kind of brought us together a little bit, you know, like I said, softened up those edges uh, and, and, and got rid of that friction or lightened up some of that friction between us. And Eventually, I was able to get some good part-time employees trained and uh, we started working on the mulch, you know, and it was taking taking a little bit of time, but then I was able to quickly pivot and um, reach out to one of my uh, peers in the industry locally, another landscape uh, company. I asked him if he could take over the rest of this mulch job, like, you know, because there was just so much, uh, so much mulch to be done. Uh, you know, over 30 yards, I asked him if he could do like 20 yards or something like that. It was, you know, it was like a nice, nice even number and get a truck to dump up that pile in the driveway and knock it out. So that's what he did. He, you know, he, he helped me out, you know, him and a couple of his employees came and um, I was there with him and we knocked out 20 yards in like a couple of hours. I mean, that would have taken us all day if it was me and, you know, one, one or two guys that I had or whatever that were still uh, new and, and everything else. So they, you know, we just came, we knocked it out real quick and that really helped out. Obviously, you know, they didn't do it for, do it for free. You know, I paid them and so on. That's the beauty of having subcontractors, you know, relationships that you can do that with and so on. Uh, so we were able, you know, short story long to get that uh, project done, get the mulch finally taken care of and kind of got past that. 
But another thing I did during that time, because I was just really like about to have a breakdown, is I contacted some other mulch jobs that I had, um, you know, like lined up, uh, not lined up necessarily like scheduled because I had no idea when I was going to get them done, but like ones I had agreed to. And I just contacted them and gave them all um, contact information for other folks, like the guy that helped me with uh, that, that property. I had also uh, referred him and some other folks to some of, you know, these other customers and said, hey, I'm sorry, unfortunately, there's just no more time in my schedule. I'm not going to be able to do the mulch uh, for you. But here's, you know, some some referrals of, of people that can potentially do it for you and have time on their schedule in the next couple of weeks and so on. So that was another thing that I did to try and lighten up my workload. So between finding, finally finding some good part-time employees, uh, subcontracting some of that work out, for that property and then just referring, you know, some of the other work that I had uh, backed up that I wasn't able to get to out to other peers in, in, in the, in the community, in my local area, I was able to kind of finally get the handle back on stuff that was going on back on my business, back on my life, start reducing my hours, start getting more consistent with our schedule and everything started to become more smooth sailing and routine by the time we got to summer and it was just, you know, mowing and, you know, trimming the bushes when we needed to at different properties, including that one uh, that I was just talking about. Um, but no more big time consuming half a day to a full day projects. Just, you know, come in, mow, trim, edge, blow and go and move on to the next one. You know, pre-emergent, you know, second round of pre-emergent or whatever. Boom. Spray the weeds. Boom. You know, that kind of stuff. So it became a lot more, you know, once I was able to, to dial it back a little bit, like, OK, I can I can only take on so much more right now. I need to focus on what I have, focus on my team and, and just keep, keep moving forward that way and not get too overwhelmed. So the ultimate moral to the story is just be careful when you're growing, there's going to be growing pains, um, you know, and, 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 and you have to make sure you do the right thing. Don't force yourself to just get buried by all this stuff. If you make mistakes or you take on too much work, there's different things you can do. Like I did, um, you know, reach out to people. Hopefully you've started to network with some folks. If not, you should, you know, you're at the gas station sooner or later, you're going to bump into somebody or, you know, Google some people or you're going to drive by some people, Google them, find some, you know, contact information, call, email. Hey, you know, I'm so-and-so I'm, I'm new. I just wanted to reach out to some of the local folks just to make some, uh, you know, make some, uh, um, uh, relationships, you know, and if, if you do this and I don't, or I do this and you don't, maybe we can refer each other work and things like that. And you'd be surprised, you know, how uh, receptive certain people will be. And, and obviously there's still some folks out there that just want to be hateful and, and throw you shade and not want to, you know, wave and not want to obviously work with you in any way, but you just got to keep it moving and don't stress out about those people and, and waste any time with them and focus on the people that do want to help and want to be a part of the, the, the overall cause of how we all help each other and we all, you know, win and, and, and we all succeed when we help each other and everything. So, uh, focus on that so that you can get out of these situations or avoid them altogether. And don't, it's probably not ideal to do too many things at once. Like I was trying to grow my business, taking on more work and 
before actually before I even had you know part time employees, so I was trying to find part time employees at this exact same time versus already having them and having a team established and knowing what we could handle and then taking on extra work, which is what I'm doing now. Uh, so I think there should be a little bit of an ebb and flow that you have to be mindful of as you're going through these growth points, whether you're solo or not. Because even being solo, I had all kinds of you know trials and tribulations um, and things like that. So. But you need to know your limits and and make sure that you keep your schedule um, on track to be 100% serviceable for your clients. That's another key right there that I try to stick with. I want to be 100% serviceable. So back to my route density talks, one of the things, uh, another plus of saying no to anyone outside of the, the bubbles that I'm in, you know, the neighborhoods that we're in, the whole general area that they're all surrounding, anyone just above and beyond the outskirts of that that are still in the same town of Midlothian, but a different zip code and whatnot, um, and, you know, technically, yeah, we could drive another 15 minutes out there, but... When you do that, you're putting yourself, you're setting yourself up for a whole lot of potential, you know, stress and headache and not being serviceable for the current clients you already have. I can't tell you how many times in the past I've, you know, jeopardized uh, my, my schedule or things, you know, work that was planned for my regular clients because I was trying to impress a new one, you know, like someone that I took on that they wanted more work than I typically do, or they were wanted done immediately. And I was like, okay. And, you know, made their lack of urgency become my emergency. You know, I've talked about this in the past that that's not a good way to go. Like just because someone procrastinates or got overwhelmed or whatever happened and they had to, you know, get someone at the last minute to clean up their property or mow their lawn or all the above, that doesn't make it your emergency. If you can't fit it in on, in their time frame. Uh, then it, I mean, if you, if you, if you can't fit, if you can't fit it in, in your time frame, and, and they want it, you know, uh, something else, you know what I mean? Then that's, that you just have to not break yourself or bend over backwards or jeopardize your current clients. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah we, we can do it tomorrow. And now you're pushing something else back another day, potentially, from a loyal client that was just innocently not doing anything and you've been taking care of them. They've been loyal for years and now you're pushing them back and all that. So I've been there, done that, unfortunately to say, and I'm sure everyone's kind of done different things like that or thought about it or whatever, unfortunately over the years. Um, and, and it's just something that you have to, you have to get over and grow out of that and make sure that you don't get stuck in that. Um, so that you can stay 100% serviceable. So by saying no to people a little bit too further, far away, or saying no to services that you don't, you know, really uh, do that often or at all, you know, that's going to help you stay 100% serviceable for the clients you already have. So you, again, you just have to find that balance, that ebb and flow, and make sure that you know you're you're adjusting and pivoting as you go. Um, but this client that I just talked about this whole episode is now one of my best clients. He's super nice and friendly, never complains or, or micromanages me in any way. He's got a credit card on file. I just, you know, charge it every month. I mean, it's like, Hey, I need this done. Can you squeeze this in whenever you can? And yep, we'll get that done. You know, things like that. So, um, it's become a, a nice relationship over the years. He contacted me this year after like, you know, weeks or months after my initial emails of, Hey, we're going to start doing mulch, but then we stop, you know, at this date, because then we're going to start mowing, 
you know, he contacts me at the end of that time frame, like, Hey, you know, I want to get mulched, but not till like next month or something. I'm like, okay, well, just like my email stated, we're not going to be doing mulch after this time frame because we have too many other lawn maintenance things to do. Once the lawn starts growing, we need to take care of the lawn. And even before that, we need to be putting pre-emergent down, all that stuff. So we have a limited window to do mulch. And especially for your property, as much mulch as you need, that is definitely not something we can do after that window to like, you know, quote unquote, squeeze in. There's no squeezing in a 30 plus yard um, mulch job. There's no, no ifs, ands, or buts about that one. Um, but anyway, so I quickly was like, you know, but I can see if uh, the, the gentleman, the company that helped me the last time, see if he has any availability and, and, and maybe, you know, he could take care of it. And that's what I did. And basically all I did this time was just exchange their information. I, you know, I gave my client, uh, this, this guy's information and they went back and forth and contacted each other and just took care of it. So it wasn't even a subcontracting thing anymore, which is like a straight up referral. Like, here you go. You can figure it out. You guys can work it out together, what you want to do and how much you want to charge and all that stuff. And boom, um, he went ahead and did the whole, you know, mulch project 30 plus yards, you know, uh, on, on his own as if they contacted him without me being involved. Um, and that's fine. I didn't need anything out of it. You know, I didn't need any referral bonus or anything like that. I just wanted my client to be satisfied and I knew I wasn't going to be able to get that work done. So I wanted to make sure that it got done, you know, and, and I knew that, you know, this, uh, Charles was going to do a good job. Um, his landscaping company does a great job. So I just knew that, that that was just going to be a win as long as he had room in his schedule, which he did for that because it was later on down the road. So he was able to, to just go ahead and schedule that, you know, a few weeks down the road. And it all worked out. They took took care of the job. Everything's great. And I say that because, well, one, that's another that's another tip. But two, because I was just immediately was like, yeah, I'm not even going to attempt to do this. I know that's going to be too much. Even though I've got the employees now, it doesn't mean that we can handle that much mulch uh, in our schedule after the cutoff date. You know, so I, I knowing my boundaries, sticking with them, but immediately found a solution for my client so that he could get his property looking sharp and all the other stuff we already took care of the bushes, cl cleaning out the mulch beds, getting the lawn looking nice, put pre-emergent down, getting the first cuts in out of the, out of the year. And he, the client even said, you know, um, the mulch is going to be scheduled for, for Thursday or Friday or whatever it was end of the week. So it should probably should be looking real great by the weekend. Thank you so much. So he was just super happy and excited. And sure enough, when I came back the following week for the next cut, um, it looked amazing. You know, the mulch was all fresh and beautiful. And then the grass was just taken off like, like, like crazy and fresh cut, boom, good to go. So that just tells you kind of full circle. You know, I, I could have potentially, you know, lost this client because he was just really not happy. And I was just not doing my part as a professional lawn care provider, service provider of communicating, being honest, and honestly, just doing all the things that I had to do to, to, to get the, to get the job done, you know, and, and I just needed to make, I need, I needed to regroup and kind of take a step back. Um, and, and, and that's what I did and started taking care of the people that I already had commitments and kind of, you know, saying no to things that I, that I had to say no to so that I can kind of lighten up the workload and get my staff, um, where they need to be or get, get a staff and, you know, get some employees, um, and then get them trained up and all that. So, um, it's definitely still been bumps in the road here and there, obviously with, with other situations and other clients and, and different growing pains in my company. But, um, I was able to rectify everything with that client. And that's just, 
uh, hopefully an example and a story that I wanted to share that will bring value and give you guys maybe some some suggestions and food for thought for any future situations you may might deal with or find yourself in or, or maybe give you some perspective to something you're in the middle of or just had to deal with or something. So anyway, as always, thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. Don't forget to uh, leave a five-star rating and review if you haven't done that yet already on Apple Podcasts. I appreciate it. And I will see you guys on the next one. This is Lawn Care Rookie signing off. Hey, guys, before you head out, if you could do me a quick favor and go on the podcasting app that you're listening to this episode on and click follow or subscribe, it would mean a lot. Thanks. Mr. Producer here, and if you're enjoying Naylor's podcast, I recommend you head on over to his YouTube channel at LCR and see what else he's doing for the community and become a part of the LCR Media Network. Just click join next to the subscribe button and you'll have instant access to exclusive training videos, a private Facebook group to network with other members, and live streams with Naylor. You'll get access to every YouTube video before anybody else does, and you can even schedule Zoom one-on-one video calls with the Lawn Care Rookie and talk about anything you may need help with in your business, like best types of equipment, going part-time to full-time, how to get the best route density, finding your ideal clients, finding employees, or just anything else you need help with. Again, all of this exclusive access is for LCR Media Network members only. Just click join next to the subscribe button on the LCR YouTube channel and be a rookie for life. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.